Hello, and welcome to a new podcast hosted by me, Monty Mallon, called So Important. And what this podcast is about is talking to folks about something that is so important to them. I'm going to talk to people I know or people I get to know and just explore with them for a little bit something that they really care passionately about. I always find it so interesting when people talk about something that they really care about. And I thought it would be kind of fun to share that with folks. So that's what this podcast is all about. It's simple. And that's enough about that. Let's go on to our very first guest, which is my cousin, Moshe Engelberg. And Moshe is going to talk about spirit. So Moshe, welcome to the podcast. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about things that elevate the spirit, at least my spirit. I'll tell you what they are, tell you why. We'll talk about one of your favorite topics, meditation. Okay. Talk about Bhakti Fest, one of my favorite places on the planet. And uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. I'm excited to hear about why this is so important to you and why this is something that you really wanted the opportunity to talk about. I believe, as Wayne Dyer, the self-help guru who died about a year or two ago, said, we are spiritual beings in a human body. So it's not just we're here and we live for 70, 80, 90, 100 years or whatever it is and we're gone. It's we are souls and we show up in a body and it gives us a chance to to make the world a little better and practice being human. And then after our time is up, then our spirit, our souls go on and end up wherever they end up. So that's how I look at things and th- and I think spirituality is fundamentally what brings us the most joy and brings us back to the source of life. And it is, it's also what feels good. So we use the word spirited to mean enlivened and happy. Spirit is like school spirit. It's it's the thing inside us that makes us feel alive and vital and and most importantly connected. We're part of a whole. We're part of something bigger. So that's what I mean by spirit. And as far as why I care about this, to me, it's the centerpiece of life. It's why we're all here. It's what we're all about. And as I said, it's what connects. It's what unifies us. And there's things I do in my life that elevate that feeling of spirit, that feeling of connection. Like I mentioned, meditation does it in a soft way, in a grounding way. This music yoga festival I go to, Bhakti Fest, which I love, 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 does it in 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 a more... Um, uplifting way and being on the ocean does it watching the sunset uh, connecting with people in my life in a certain way does it there's lots of ways to have that connection that's my that's my short answer well tell me about the uh, yoga festival what is that what do you do at it it is an awesome awesome coming together of very open-hearted people uh, the main festival happens in September in Joshua Tree, California, a couple hours from where I live. And Dana, my wife, introduced me to it about eight or ten years ago, and we both went and have been been back almost every year since. And it's a festival that that basically celebrates spirit, and and uh, it's filled with yoga classes by some of the best teachers in the world. 
and this music called kirtan music, which is a call-and-response kind of Indian music, and a westernized version that is so uplifting, it is so happy, and people there are just beaming, and there is it just produces so much joy. So when I'm there, I do usually a couple yoga classes a day, eat good food, it's all vegetarian there, um, semi-vegetarian, like for breakfast, and I make it work there. And then there's listening to, my favorite part is listening to the music live and being in the front of the stage and dancing and moving and just feeling this energy. I don't know what else to call it. And most of the music is, unlike Western music, uh, most of the music is about God or what some people call spirit or source. Uh, like the classic one that most Westerners know is Hare Krishna. So someone sings Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, that's the call. People respond in in Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, or Krishna Krishna, something like that. And that's Krishna was one of the one of the Hindu deities supposed to represent God. So it's about calling that. And there's all kinds of names and aspects of God. So whether it doesn't matter if someone believes in something called God, it matters if people want to connect with a higher power. I guess I'd call it or a unifying force. And it's basically celebrating, saying, I love this energy called God, spirit, soul, whatever whatever it's called. And that's what all the music's about. So, And a lot of them are very powerful, um, fast-paced songs. They go from slow to fast, and it picks up, and the energy there is incredible. And the way people move and dance, and it's like they're taken to a different place. What was the spiritual journey that led you to decide to become a spiritual person that led you to say, this is something that I need to make sure is part of my life. I can't say it was a conscious decision of I want to be a spiritual person. I think some of it is what I came into this world with and particular orientation to things. Um, Some of it is a result of difficulties in life. Like, as you know, when I was a kid, I was sick for a lot of years, had a lot of surgery, and then a little later on, got married, had kids, got divorced, and so on. And it was really after getting divorced that I turned more uh, purposefully towards spirituality to uh, recognize that life goes on and getting divorced was hard. I'm happy at this point it happened, and then I did and got remarried. And um, But at the time, it was letting go of a, of a vision of what would be. Yeah, like most people get married, think, yeah, we'll be together forever, raise our kids forever, and it was not to be. And so the letting go and moving past that was really important, and music and spirituality helped me do it. I turned back to Judaism, especially services that had a lot of music in it rather than the traditional, what I consider rather boring services. And so um, the the elements of spirituality that I that I connected with after getting divorced in particular and living on my own and having a lot of time alone with my kids and exploring different kinds of activities and things. The elements that spoke to me were uh, music, nature, and God, I would say, those three things. And so it evolved from there. And all my life, for, well, not all my life, for years, I started meditating when I was 19 or 20 years old. I was in Switzerland at a Bercher Benner clinic. I decided I was done being sick with Crohn's disease and went there and 
practice it to get healthier, and I did for the most part, and learned to meditate there, learned transcendental meditation. So some of my journey, more formal journey, started with that teaching or that or that practice. And then um, the Jewish stuff came into play, raising kids and wanting them to have a sense of what it was like to be Jewish and what the what I considered the fun and meaningful parts were. And then. Uh, after getting divorced, moving more intentionally into expanding those areas and meditating on a regular basis twice a day and and now listening to this kirtan music constantly all the time, sometimes playing the same song again and again and again, going to these festivals, doing yoga, going to the ocean every day with my little pup and looking for things, seeking out things and investing in things and people that fill me up and where I feel like I can contribute to their lives. Do you feel that you would have had this journey had you not been uh, ill as a kid? That's what really, when you said that, it kind of triggered something to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it seems like that and the divorce, these negative things happened and they led to more positive outcomes. That's a better way to put it. Yes. In general, I would say yes. What would happen if I wasn't sick as a kid? I I don't know. I don't know. I think I would have been, or I think my my being, I don't know what, how else to say it, uh, just goes in that direction. It's what I'm attracted to. It's an energy I'm attracted to. So I think I would have ended up along these lines in any case. It could have looked very differently. It could have been um, marrying someone and choosing to be very religious and being very committed to Chabad or something like that that has a strong spiritual component. It could have been traveling to India and exploring Eastern philosophy more directly. If I hadn't been sick, I might have gone there and done some of that. Could have been so. There's all kinds of ways it could have unfolded. But I suspect I would be on this path regardless. Well, I've watched you over the years, and this has always been something that's been part of your path. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah, and it really defines who you are. And what I find very interesting is what you said about the religious aspect. Because I'm always personally trying to figure out what religion means to me, and I'm very involved in my temple, but yet I don't consider myself someone who believes strongly in God, and that's how I define my religion. Yeah. That, you know, I, I see it as more of a community, and I get a certain spiritual reward from that, from being part of that community. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, a lot of ways to connect with spirituality, and some is through organized religion, some people reject organized religion organized religions because it is organized and has a lot of baggage that comes with that some people embrace it and that's that's their path um and and I've learned a couple of things over the years one is a benefit i see of religion or a prescribed practice is it makes life easier like when when we grew up and went to Hillel Academy i always remember from 8th grade or something said it's important, according to the Talmud or some... Rabbi Roberts. Rabbi Roberts (laughs) might have said, the rabbis teach us when you wake up in the morning, first put on your right sock, then your left sock, then your right shoe, then your left shoe. And I remember thinking, I'm 12 years old, thinking, really? Like God cares what order I put my shoes and socks on? That's ridiculous. And I learned afterwards, later in life, about a different concept of God. This was first from a rabbi, uh, Rami Shapiro, out of Florida, who wrote a book called Minion and some other books, basically saying there's a oneness, a unity between 
us as people and God. And it led to this poem. I don't know if he wrote it or I made it up. I can't remember. But it goes like this. If I am a wave, then God is the sea. No, if I am a wave and you are the sea, I am in you and you are in me. So that notion of in the bigness of the sea is every wave and within every wave is some of the sea. So we're all interconnected. That means God is in me. I'm part of God. That's a pretty profound thought, I think. God is in you and everybody and everything. That means we're all sharing. We're all of the same thing. Well, Moshe, thank you very much uh, for spending some time with me and our multitude of listeners who will be hanging on your every word. Oh, yeah. Um, But no, I really appreciate that you spent some time with us, and it was really great. Is there anything you would want to say as a last word to bring your message home? Yes. Yes. The bottom line, spirit, spirituality, all this stuff comes down to having an open heart, like you and Nancy do in a big way, and being receptive to what's out there, embracing this idea that we're all connected, and that is what it's all about. The connectivity. Yes. Thank you, Moshe. Some say it's the hokey pokey, but connectivity, that is what it's all about. Thank you, Moshe. This has really been fun. (laughs) I enjoyed talking. Back at you. My pleasure. And that concludes our first interview. I want to thank Moshe once again for sharing his thoughts with us about something that's clearly very important to him. I want to thank and acknowledge the band Sparks, whose music you heard today. And I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. And I hope you'll stick with us because I think we're going to have some fun with this. That's about it. As always, this is a production of Simbufu Studios. Look for those Bedlingtons. Thank you.